At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Shoe the Dough podcast is recorded in front of a live internet audience. Yeah, it is. This is Admiral Akbar here to tell you that it's time to do the show. By I mean Shoe the Dough with Aaron and Danae. They're streaming on Mixler every Tuesday at noon central or available to download later in your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. Your ears can't repel humor of this magnitude, so it's time for the show to begin. Let's listen in. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, here's Aaron and Danae. <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't know why, yeah. but today, that one cracks me up more than ever before. It's good. It's fun. It's because now I know who did that. I love our fans. I do too. And if you'd like to record the introduction to Shoot the Dough, we actually have a brand new one that came in over the week. Yeah, so thank I haven't you got for that. that already yet. We'll nope. have to get that up for next week. That'll be coming later. If you want to record the introduction, you don't need anything fancy to do it. Just grab your phone, record the audio. Uh, the script is at our website, AaronAndDanae.com. How you been, Danae? Good. Yeah, we've got an interesting uh, uh, show, a little bit deeper, though still a New Music Digest. And we've got some topics we want to talk about and of There's course so the news. There's a lot of stuff. There is in all likelihood this could be a twelve hour show. <laughs> and I'm not. game. I'm game for it. I mean I have some place I'm supposed to be in a I couple hours, stuff. but we'll just cancel I got everything. Kids. I got a family. I am excited about the show today because yeah. we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to start with Peruse the News just like normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to do a new music digest slash no label safe blend yeah. today. Yeah, it's a little bit of a blend. Maybe we should get right into it. You ready to shoot a dough? Yeah, I'm ready to shoot the dough. All right, let's start with Peruse the News. Go for it. No, no, no. You got to do the little do do do. Oh. Still got to do that. I mean, you get really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Okay, a shortened version, though. Okay. Live from the corners, Peruse the News. How was that? Live from the corners. Is that what you always say? Yeah, the corners of the earth. Yeah. Do you never listen to what I say? I can't. I have to focus on my job. Nice, nicely done. Um, we do want <laughs> We do have a lot of fun stuff we want to talk about. We do want to start with the obvious thing that is on everybody's hearts and minds still, which is a tragedy in Orlando over the weekend. Uh, definitely 
I mean, that is the news right now. The news is definitely that there uh, was a, a terrible um, gunman who decided to murder a whole bunch of people that were at a uh, LGBT bar, mm-hmm. um, at, proclaiming that it was an act of terrorism. You know, a lot of those details still coming out. Like it's you know, they, they the person that did it like made some sort of an exclamation before he went in to do it. Yeah, we'll never know what exactly was on the guy's well, mind, except not, for that it was to go hurt people, but, and he did. But listen, that's not the purpose of why we would talk about something like this, right? Like, I mean, nope. this podcast, we're not like a news podcast in that way where we're trying to figure out what's going on, that kind of stuff. But we do want to keep our finger on the pulse of what's happening in life, because yeah. as you go back and listen, and this is our, how what number episode are we on? And- uh, 122, I think, today. So when we're in our 500th you know, episode, we get to go back and kind of remember what was happening, you know, in this season, right. this time. And that's part of why it's important for us to touch on this. And if you don't know already, Aaron and I are both uh, in radio. We do a morning show for Christian stations across the nation. And so it's kind of also our job to find a way to talk about these things without it turning into the, oh, please, let's not talk about this. Yeah. yeah so yeah. we've really focused on the positives as much as we can. Um, which is really hard to do because right in the midst well, of tragedy, it's not like, let's look to the positive. Well, but what we focused on is how do you yeah. find light? Like the struggle. Well, yeah, the struggle of finding light with something so dark and not even in something so dark, but just in yourself, like finding, I think the way we phrased it when we, we did our first, uh, you know. Our show on Monday. Our show on Monday, what it was real fresh was, yeah. how do you keep, you know, helpless, which we all feel so helpless, like we can't do anything about it. How do you keep helpless from becoming hopeless? Like you don't want to come to that place where it's like, Oh well, I guess the world's just so dark and there's nothing I can do about it. Because you know? we're genuinely working through a lot of emotions, and uh, we're definitely doing our best to kind of voice, making a voice for peace, yeah, making yeah, yeah. a voice for light mm-hmm. and for love and for hope and things like that. But also, really needing to value the grieving period. Yeah. Um. So as the kind of news has been developing, there's actually several things we just sort of wanted to touch on that we thought were really interesting um, that's happening in Orlando right now. Business is doing amazing things. Uh, JetBlue uh, has offered free flights for family members of the victims. Disney has opened up their um, uh, hotels to offer places for people to stay. And there's also other organizations that are online saying we have rental home properties for anyone who's coming into the area. Uh, Chick-fil-A opened on a Sunday when it, you know, after it happened and served people in line, I think to give blood. And that's another encouraging part of it to see the, the response of people, you know, um, to one person who let evil and hate make them do something awful to see so many who are motivated by love and light to give blood and do those kind of things is that was really impacting to see. I think they said one of the lines for one of the blood centers was over a mile long. Yeah. And then people who were not O positive, O negative, who couldn't donate, still going to the lines to give food mm-hmm. and umbrellas to shield from the sun, water, things like that. So a huge community coming out. A lot of churches, you know, mm-hmm. uh, cities across America holding vigils uh, just to bring the community together at large. Not everybody can go to Florida. Uh, to, to be a part of it. To hear the stories of the heroes, you know, the people who were there that went above and beyond, uh, the ex-Marine who leaped over people to make sure a door could get un, you know, unlatched while everybody else was panicking. He kept his head and allowed like 60 to 70 people, you know, to, to get out the back door. And, you know, there's stories of people like that. It's really um, impressive. Another thing that I, seeing that I wanted to make mention while we just kind of 
volley back and forth here are what's going on in Orlando. A lot of things you probably maybe have heard and sure, if not, yeah. hopefully this is kind of an encouraging thing for you. Uh, the Lutheran Church Charities, uh, they manage the therapy dogs that come out for comfort. Mm-hmm. They go to Sandy Hook, for example. Um, they've gone, they went to San Bernardino recently. They still go? Like they, like currently they still take trips and they, that kind of stuff? They get a call that there is a community in need and people, the uh, the handlers of these dogs who have been raised, they're all golden retrievers. They've mm. all been raised to be loved on by people, you know, their entire lives. Um within 24 hours they try to get to the city that they're being called to and so there's an entire like little dog fleet that's been sent out and they're finding that a lot of the victims and we're just a few days out after the shooting and there's a lot of victims and a lot of people in the community who can't even process right now and rightfully so um but having a dog to hold on to that just unconditionally loves them yeah there's something about the difference between an animal and a human is like an animal doesn't seem capable of judgment or, you know, or is, you know, there's, you can have a vulnerability with an animal because there's, there's no risk there that it's hard to have with a human being sometimes. So I, I totally get that. Um, I I don't, I'd also, I don't mean to make light of the training, but in your, my mind, when you were saying they've been (laughs) through training to be loved on, I'm just thinking like every dog I've ever known. Like well, is you really think, good at though, that. Not all dogs are good at that, though. <laughs> right. Like my dog Madeline, she gets snappy sometimes. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. the last thing you want is to have something horrible happen, and then your dog turns and like snarls at your face. You yeah. Know? yeah. So, I they, just I just saw like an army of dogs like at intense, you know, loved on training. You know, just I don't. It must know. be good training. It must be good training. So, um, but all that to say, there's positivity to find. There always is, uh, and I think what's amazing is to see. Um, that love wins, you know, and at the, the determination end of, the day, of our community at large mm-hmm. to steadfast hold out against the darkness like this. Yeah. And I also love that now more than ever before, I've noticed a resolve in our reporting community to stop talking about this guy. Oh, the stop giving press to his picture and his name. Yeah. Until yeah, yeah. today, I hadn't heard his name and I hadn't seen this picture. Today was the first day that I've come across his name and you know thankfully i've already forgotten it yeah you know his picture i just saw like 20 minutes ago and i was like he looked like a normal dude yeah that's always the case that's always the case you just move on and you know why because humans are humans and it's as hard as it is you know lots of emotion though and uh we want to encourage you if if you've been processing this difficult i mean obviously this is a hate crime that's something else i really want to make sure we mention Mm -hmm. this is a person who went in hurt a lot of people in a very specific community and that community at large, the LGBT community at large in a lot of pain, um, not just for the people who are needlessly killed, but because of what it brings up in their own life. And this has a whole underlining thing. And so, you know, um, how have you felt about the Christian response to the homosexual aspect of the crime in that regard? I mean, I don't, I don't know at large what's been, you know, going on. I, I've been, Overall, I've been impressed. I've been following my aunts very closely Mm -hmm. because um, they're very active in in their community. community. Yeah. 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 And and I know that they've been impacted really deeply in this. And I have too, like more than ever before. I've I've really been impacted by this one. But uh, I think I've been really pleased with with the reaction. There are a few exceptions. Um, Things I've heard a couple people say that 
for whatever reason, because I think of what they say, they make it to the top, right? Where it's yeah. like, you know, the the idea of, well, they deserve this or, you oh, know, that kind of I, thing. I which can't is, even go there. Right, right. No, no, no. I totally understand. I'm going to, I'll but rail. For the, but for the most part, I have seen complete and unconditional love from my Christian friends for that community, which I think is a beautiful thing for us to be able to do, even with Christians who believe that that is a sinful lifestyle, you know, those kind of things. I think this is one of those moments in history that I, I really hope there comes a whole nother level of uh, linking arms integration and a different level of actually showing out your love rather than just saying the words. Mm-hmm. And I think I see that happening in the communities. Um, I saw the Muslim community that went down and they prayed, you know, mm-hmm. down there. So there's just been a lot of, of reaction uh, towards the positive and I hate that it happened but I'm hoping on some global level that people can see what kind of a nation we can be and mm-hmm. we have been um, despite the stuff that's not quite right about us or really, really wrong about us as yeah, a country. Yeah. I think this gives me a level of hope that if we can just all stay together as humanity and really like show people, like show the world how we can truly love each other yeah, yeah. instead of continue to divide. Um this is one of those moments whenever you choose to not divide. Yeah, totally agree. So, Good stuff. Yeah. Well, on to other sillier news. Yeah. Danae, what do you got? I, I chose one that's a little bit lighter today. Um, this titled Dog Swallows Gorilla Glue. <laughs> and then semicolon vet extracts perfect mold of stomach. I guess I shouldn't laugh till I know for sure he's okay, but I assume you wouldn't have chosen it if the dog was, <laughs> no. you know, was not doing well. Little, little like. What is Gorilla Glue? Uh, gorilla Glue is a like a super glue type thing. I that's what I thought. Yeah. That sounds awful. That sounds like an awful thing. It it was an awful thing. And so six month old puppy, little Weimariner, found um a half of a bottle of gorilla glue. I don't know why they wouldn't have they would have thrown away glue that was still I don't know. Anyways. Yeah. Took it out of the trash can, ate it up, wasn't feeling well, went to the vet. You know, there's like an X ray, you can see this big mass in their stomach. Surgery went totally well. Nothing bad happened, wow. when, but everything was solidified in the stomach. Okay. And so they actually have pulled out all the glue and it's like a perfect mold of this little <laughs> dog tummy, which I just think is, it's a best case scenario story. I don't think that's the intended use. I don't no, think no. that's, and I don't think that's the best way to get, you know, a mold of your, your dog's stomach. No. First of all, what do you need a mold of your dog's stomach for? You don't. I'm it's just, just saying this is not thing. a prescriptive article. This that's what I'm saying. probably going to wind up in a museum somewhere, right? Like this the is going to be examined. Yeah. Could be. Disturbing. Could be. What's yours? Uh, my next one is, uh, there was a four foot, here's the, here's the uh, headline. Four foot long snake falls onto driver's feet. While she's on the highway. It is. And I have a picture. That's the worst. And it is not. It ever. is. Snakes do not look fun. They are scary, scary creatures. So here's my question. What would you do? If a snake fell on my foot while I was driving. Yeah, yeah. Had crawled up into your car, like, you know, and had found its way into like your, your dashboard, you know, area or whatever. And just like fell on your feet while you were driving. I mean, obviously my central nervous system would release a lot <laughs> of chemicals. It, my entire body would better than suddenly your digestive system. be flooded with 
some sort of substance that would make me react. I'm hoping that I would be able to hold it together and not crash on the highway. Uh huh. And then immediately pull over, get out, and figure out where the blowtorch was. <laughs> no, you would not. Torch you the car. You love animals too much. Torch the car. Because it's the car's fault? That well, would that's be where it is. That's where it is. You torch where it is. I've thought about torching things that have like a brown recluse in them. A four foot snake falls on me in a car. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh, you're saying the snake's still in there, so you oh, just yeah. torch it all, burn oh, it all to the I'm ground. You think I'm taking it with me when I get out? I'm, I'm looking for a way to solve a problem. <laughs> Do you understand what I thought you were saying? No. I thought you were saying the snake got out, was free, but you're burning the car because it dared to let a snake in there. Like you're like punishing your car wow, for hiding a sick. snake on you. That is sick. That's what I thought you were saying. What's your next one? Uh, my next one is about Apple uh, releasing a lot of information about their new iPhone um, kind of stuff coming out. I just wanted to briefly go over. I don't have an iPhone any longer. A lot of the updates are already things uh, Android phones do. This is what we hear every time. Every time Android does an update, Apple's like, oh, we did that three versions ago. And every time Apple does an update, Android's like, oh, we did that three versions but ago. But we know that many, uh, many of you have Apple phones. And so... Just to kind of briefly go over them, they're going to allow for the default apps to be deleted, which I think is really nice. Yeah, yeah. I really you wish have to I have could total do that. Control over your apps. I I can't delete some of my apps even on my Android. Mm-hmm. But that's not a Google thing. That is a carrier. That is a company. Like a Samsung, a Samsung or thing. a Verizon yeah, yeah, or thing. Could be a Verizon thing. Could be a Samsung thing. There, whatever companies, because the Android platform is an open platform and they let other businesses yeah. use it, mm-hmm. then the businesses then craft that to do you know what they want. Like well, I have an LG you could phone, or you could break well, yeah, yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could do a clean uh, Android install. What I really wanted to hyper focus on, uh, besides the stuff that they're doing that Android already does, which is again quite a few things, including <laughs> face recognition uh, on pictures now, yeah. and they're doing a lot of more stuff that Google Photos already does. Uh-huh. But uh, does their mapping be, system actually take you to where you want to go now? Uh, you can actually one of the updates that they mentioned, speaking of the maps, was that you can technically say no to Google, which they already could. And so they made a big deal of that somehow. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, uh, you can send messages in new, interesting ways. They have decided to really begin to like change how we're texting each other back and forth so the messages if you're like putting exclamations and you're using all caps it'll actually make it larger so you read it differently and they're so they're trying to kind of develop the visual aspect of delivering your messages um you're going to be able to highlight uh emoji words and transform them into pictures with taps twitter has done that recently have you noticed that on twitter when you tweet like uh the other day i was tweeting something about finding dory and it put a little picture of Dory on there. Yeah, so it's going to start you- doing things like that. Um, another thing that was really interesting is you can use something called invisible ink, where you can send a text message that doesn't show up on the screen until the person that receives it swipes their finger over it to kind of clear it so you can read it. What? It's called invisible ink. Why? It's a swipe to reveal. I don't know. Secret, Secret things codes? people are I sending know. each other. And they're also going to For allow shame. this one I really loved uh, handwritten messages. So for those of us who use um, our pens to write, you can Uh actually write messages instead, which I think is really fun. Uh, Or obviously you can use your finger. They're going to be adding stickers and more video messages. You'll be able to use full-size effects in the background of your uh, text messages, like fireworks, things like that that kind of go. And then they're improving kind of other ways that you check your screen, other ways that you interact with your screen on a daily basis, like clearing notifications and... yeah. 
they've updated. I thought this was interesting. They've updated the uh, fingerprint recognition uh-huh. to go a lot faster. So that when you go to pick up your phone, the act of picking up your phone unlocks your phone by. So you don't have to. Swipe. Yeah, that's cool. I my new so I like uh, my LG that I got this year has fingerprint for the first time I have, I have one. It's on the back of the phone. So I have that. Like when I when I pick up my phone, my finger naturally rests there and it, autom- and it automatically yeah. opens it up. And I don't ever even think about the fact that I have a lock screen on there because for me, I don't. Like for me, I, I don't have a lock screen really. It just kind of opens right up. So Cool. Yeah. What was uh, your next one? All right. Finally, 1,000 sheep run amok through the city when a shepherd falls asleep. Oh, this is in Spain, and there's <gasps> video in trouble. and pictures. And uh, I, if for no other reason, this is worth talking about for the fact that what do you do when you can't, you know, fall asleep? What do you do to fall asleep? You, you count, count sheep. sheep. <laughs> so how this hasn't happened a uh, hundred times before, <laughs> I don't know. You think this would be a normal occurrence? Shepherds falling asleep uh, and letting sheep run them up. How many sheep? One thousand three hundred sheep. That is in Spain. Oh, in this a lot city, of sheep. Yep, roaming the streets. <laughs> That's got to be a fun day, right? Like you just go out. Oh, I'm sure some man. people would get angry because they'd be in their way, but I would find that to be really humorous. Mm-hmm. Turns out uh, he had followed a star to find a messiah. No, it doesn't turn out that at all. <laughs> um, no, he just fell asleep. Uh, he was trying to guide them north and got tired, and he woke up. They were gone. <gasps> they were in the city. Can you imagine the panic? I mean, here's a shepherd guy. He falls asleep. He wakes up. No sheep. Yeah. First of all, that is your life. Right? That is your bread and butter. Livelihood, That yeah. is your family that is your history. That's your legacy. Completely gone. I'm sure he was in panic. And then I'm guessing he has a cell phone. Is and he's I'm even guessing more, someone is like even, calling him. No, no. He's even in more panic, right? Okay. So about 4.30 in the morning, okay. the local police start getting calls from all over the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> like, about if, sheep. Okay. First call comes in. Are you tripping? <laughs> you know, second call comes in. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, so they go find him. The police wake him up. <gasps> He's still sleeping. So he wakes up to the policeman telling him what's happened. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, I think he, he knows something is wrong right off the bat. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, the last one for our Peruse the News today is about Father's Day, which is coming up this weekend. So if you haven't had a chance to start looking around or thinking about what you might get for that male figure in your life that you want to honor this weekend. Um, we actually talked about this on the morning show this morning. There is a uh, a way that you can... I can't figure out how to explain it very well. Well, every dad has the same answer when you ask him what they want for Father's Day. Seemingly so, Seemingly yes. so. And what is that answer? The answer is nothing. Nothing. Well, it turns out there's a city by the name of nothing. Nothing, Arizona. And so... Is it the city It is in conjunction with another company? Century 21 is uh, selling lots, leasing lots, I should say, for Father's Day to people who want to give their father nothing. nothing. So you can print off a certificate that your dad actually owns a piece of, a nothing. Piece of nothing. It's a vast desert town in the Mojave <laughs> County. It's 120 it's miles free. northwest of Phoenix. I think it's completely free. So you can, I'm going to go to the website right now and you sign can up. get your dad nothing for Father's Day. It's uh, give dad nothing dot com. 
And uh, I think at the bottom of the certificate, it's a fancy certificate, has the lot number and the date and looks all official. And the bottom it says, there you go, dad. Now you've got, you know, I got you nothing or something like that. And kind of clever. So good move by Century 21, I think. Makes a lot of sense. I can't talk right now. I'm Good promotion. I, I'm claiming you're land. getting your dad nothing. I'm getting my dad nothing. Congratulations! You just got nothing for Father's Day. <laughs> now you can either email or download your certificate right here. If you're giving the certificate to a dad, it comes with a free Father's Day gift card. You're welcome. <laughs> I am so proud of myself right now. Well, I hope your dad enjoys his nothing. Dad, I just downloaded your gift certificate. Oh, I'm so excited! Or your your no- certificate of nothing. Yeah, like, legitimate. Le- okay, legitimately own nothing. mine is plot. Seven three four one seven zero, and okay. it gives me the exact coordinates. There you go. You can go visit. You can go visit this weekend. Your your land that you own that you have leased. Oh <laughs> my goodness! I feel so proud of myself right now. <laughs> you bought land for your dad. I just tweeted it. Very nice, guys. This is legit. Hey, you know what we should talk about? The fact that we only have what two more days for shoe the dough original logo mugs. Should be sold. Yes. We really should talk about that. Go for Uh, it. First of all, thank you guys so much for sending in your pictures of you receiving the mugs. We have loved them so much. The excitement of all of the mugs being sent out. Uh, Update. My mother, who ordered two mugs, got one mug that was incorrect. That has now been corrected. She has two shoe the dough mugs and a mug about a cat. (laughs) Which she did not order. So you never know. If you buy a mug, you might get the wrong one and get an extra mug for free. (laughs) I love the fact that somebody probably has a free shoe the dough mug at their house and has never even heard of what we do. We started this podcast in 2012. It quickly gained popularity. We took a little bit of a hiatus and came back last year. We decided to just do a fun little thing. That's Uh this mug. It's the original shoe the dough logo on the mug. It's going to be a once and done mug. So if you want it, you have to buy it. Last couple days. Right now it is two days, seven hours, eight minutes, and 14 seconds to go. The mug is 10 bucks, a few bucks for shipping, and it's all yours. And thank you so much for doing that. It all goes to support what goes on here at the podcast as well. You can get yours at tchip.com slash shoe the dough mug. T-E-E-C-H-I-P.com slash shoe the dough mug for at least two more days. And if you love what goes on no, here. No, just for two more days. <laughs> Just over two more days. If you love what goes on here and you want to throw a couple bucks our way every month, you could also be one of our patrons. You have early access to these podcasts as well as uh, videos we do. There's a video there right now that only patrons uh, patrons have access to. Uh, we did a speech jammer challenge, so you can check that out if you support. Uh, <laughs> and that's for all patrons. By the way, all patrons get access to our videos early. Uh, $3 a month or more, I think, get access to the podcast early. So. You can give at patreon.com slash Aaron and Danae. And thank you so much for doing so. We appreciate you. So much. So much. All right, you ready to go on to the next thing? <laughs> yeah, so today we're going to be doing um, an interesting version of New Music yeah, Digest. Interesting to see. interesting to see how this goes. And uh, the idea here is that there's a some music we want to listen to. But it sparks another conversation, which kind of goes into our no label safe, which if you've ever heard one of our NLS segments, you know, we usually kind of deep dig deeper into the more adult topics. So just a little bit of a heads up. uh, If you're listening live on the show right now with any kids around, we are going to be going into some heavier topics, uh, deeper topics. Well, I think we'll be we'll be talking about a little bit of judgmentalism, which we usually talk about on no label safe. We'll be talking about... uh, you know what it means to be uh, to be able to sing 
Christian songs, you know, what it means to be a Christian, those kind of things. Uh, and we'll also be talking about an artist who uses a lot of, you know, inappropriate language, those kind of things. I don't, we won't be playing any of that. And we're going to be talking about artists who uh, are gay, who are also That's singing true. That's music. That's true. We'll talk about homosexuality a little bit. We touched on that a little bit earlier as well. So yeah, so there are some topics. If those are any topics that you do not want to have uh, exposed in your life. You may want to just check back in on another show with us. Thank you guys so much for listening and for supporting um, us as we kind of go into this. So, but it starts with music. So before we get to the actual new music digest part of the show, can I just tell the story of kind of how this you know, why I want to talk about this and where this came from? Yeah. Um, I've got a clip. Uh, if you would play this clip, um, th- th- I was listening to a podcast and uh, and I heard this from it's just a, a normal a normal pod um, normal podcast that I listen to. And, uh, you know, it's not a Christian podcast. These, you know, guys haven't talked about being Christians or anything like that. But they were talking about a new album from an artist called Chance the Rapper. And here's what he said. This record is so good and it's so moving and warm and it's joyful. Like, that's the thing that I find so incredibly powerful about this record and listening to it. Like last week, as you know, I was in in your town and, and we were taping our show. And on Friday, I was on my way. I was walking over to the studio. It was early, early morning and a little jet lagged. And I was thinking about how I was going to like show up and then I was going to engage you in a conversation just to be like, why haven't they invented something for mornings that make you feel better? Like not coffee, but like something that could just kind of make you feel better that I know I realize I'm sounding like I'm asking you to prescribe me serious drugs. But (laughs) at that moment, I hit play. On all we got, the first track on the Chance record with Kanye and the, the aforementioned Chicago Children's Choir, and and I swear the good word swelled in my chest, yeah. Chris, and I felt the goodness that I wanted to feel. I felt elevated. I felt so happy about the world, thanks to this dude, and it was legal. I this dude makes religion sound fantastic. I don't know what to tell you. I've, I I've, I don't I don't I don't know if I've encountered that sort of relationship to something that i don't have in art that i makes me envious of having it in that way and you know you know what like when we when we listen to clips records i would be like boy it sure sounds exciting to be a cocaine dealer but i wasn't like i kind of be interested in studying cocaine dealing you know but i listened to chance talk about his life and and he, he loves being a christian and i was like that sounds interesting that maybe that's something to look into and i did not expect i would ever say that kind of blew my mind a little bit you know i'm used to hearing these guys talk about you know just you know lots of pop culture different things and now they're talking about this, you know, mainstream record that comes out from this rapper. It's like a number one record. And, you know, he says something in there about um, this dude makes religion sound fantastic, <laughs> you know, or the idea of, you know, I heard something that I wanted to explore a little bit more because it sounded so joyful. And I thought, isn't that the definition of how we're supposed to interact with the world that people would look at, you know, as a Christian myself, that they would look at me and go that, that you know. That looks like a good thing, you know? And so I got thinking about, well, what is this record? So I listened to it on my next run to kind of hear what he was talking about. And it kind of blew my mind because he would go from these explicit, you know, F-bomb laden, you know, tracks uh, into uh, like a song called Blessings, which I actually want to play Blessings for you. There's there's no swearing in it, but I want to play a little bit of it here in a second so you can hear it. And... um, by the way, a song that is that is sandwiched in between a song about being drunk at the club and a song about smoking a bowl. 
All right. And in between it is uh, actually that's not what blessings in between that is his version of um, how great is our God. How great is our God is one of, is a five and a half minute song on this record. So it's just kind of this really interesting thoughts are bubbling in me about, you know, this isn't obviously what you would think of as being a quote unquote Christian artist. Right. But is this person giving the truth of Christianity, even though it's not somebody And it, when And do I get to decide if that's OK or not? Do, do I get to say, well, you can't be this kind of person and speak the, you know, the truth of this love message? You know, what what is my role in this? Do I have a role? So I'm having all these deep thoughts ab- about this while listening to it. And um, I don't know. Do you have anything, you know, so far as you, you kind of process what I'm talking about? Yeah. Well, go ahead. Say a few so, things while I load this up. So much of the thoughts that are happening. Um, like, well, the first thing is that you have to decide for yourself. And your family. So you have, you know, you and then your family that you're directly influencing. Right. That you have to decide how you would, you know, introduce them to media and and decide, you know, I'm going to have this one song be listened to. And then if the if my children say, I love this artist, and then they go listen and they hear the rest of it, you have to decide whether or not, you know, that's okay with you that they are then exposed to... um the deeper sure. stuff because of a trail that you started, right? That's a decision that you get to make in your life. And I think it changes when you feel like you're influencing other people. Well, right. It changes for us too, right? Because we have microphones. We get to say things. If I come on here and I say, oh my goodness, that chance the the rapper record is incredible, which by the way, are some of the thoughts I had while I was on my run, not just even musically, like I was moved, like I had that same experience. I was mm-hmm. really moved, especially uh, by this one song that I want to play for you a little bit. Um, But so, you know, to go on and say that, you know, where's my responsibility in that uh, in that somebody else may be offended by something else he says in a different song? Or do we live in an era where we can, you know, play songs instead of albums, right? Where we can, you know, um, promote something that we like versus what we don't. And But I know what people say, right? People say, well, obviously he's not a Christian. Look at the language he's using in the rest of his songs. Look at the things he's talking about. So how can he say this? Well, that's a different topic entirely. And but that's, that's where but, my, you know, but, but here, but that is part of what your, your dialogue is, which is going a step, going into this a little bit deeper is you ask the question, is there a, is it okay for someone who is quote unquote, not a Christian to be singing about God and speaking about truth mm-hmm. or a different Christian than I've seen that I believe could be a Christian. Christian. Right. Like a shy little bit. When Shia became a Christian, right. he blew a lot of people's minds because here he has had a moment with God and he is claiming Christianity and still processing. Here's what it comes down to, you know, it and it, it depends on you and your family and your sphere of influence and what you feel called to do. Like for me, I think I'm gonna like this. My culture, my life, my history, um, puts me more in alignment with really enjoying raw people who are okay with talking about their grit Mm -hmm. in their life in the moment and not worrying about getting to the other side and becoming quote unquote perfect. Right. But instead are just like, let's go along this journey together and they're okay with talking about it. And I really, really admire that. I, I, I personally do because there's so much fear that can come. I didn't want to become a Christian that was like my last thing right. I ever wanted to do because in large, most people are really freaked out by the modern day Christian because it's like synonymous with judgment. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, they're like well, you the have same, to be the certain way. They are yeah, the yeah. same. Like it is like when I told my friends I was a Christian, it wasn't. Danae is still the same person with faith now. It is Danae has turned into a judgment machine mm-hmm. and now hates me and thinks I should change who I am and convert. It's a very jarring world. So to think that there is someone like Chance or other people out there who can speak, who can preach, because I can think of a couple of preachers right now who uh, their congregation meets in a coffee shop uh, with drug addicts and uh, gay couples mm-hmm. and the quote unquote misfits of society who can gather and not be judged and still talk about God's truth. And I think that there is a, not only a need for that, but I think it should just kind of become the norm. I personally, agree. personally. No, 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 I totally because agree. there's something that happens. And I think like in a family, it's different. Like you have to judge as a parent where your yeah, that's kids a whole are different, at, Yeah, that's a whole different right? topic. But kind of not. Because some people see it as their flock. They see it as, I can't expose my flock to this because then it will, you know, cause a ripple. And the big thing is you don't want to cause a stumbling block with people. But you don't know what that stumbling block is. Just by you choosing not to talk about something that's really going on in your life or to avoid all of the uncomfortable things that are quote unquote obvious sins. Right, right, yeah, yeah. You know, the thing is, is that everyone is sinning. You're sinning too. We all know that. It's just that some quote unquote sin is more obvious. And there are brave people who are willing to talk about their sin just without being like, I don't have to answer to you. And I really respect that. So here's yeah. a, here's an example I want to talk about real quickly before you play the song. Sure. When someone gets a divorce, as an example, in Christian culture, and I come from Bible Belt Christian culture, where a divorce at one point in time was a death sentence in, in church. It's a lot more accepted now. Not literally. I mean, not you were you were excommunicated. Sure. But I just mean there are there are cultures where literally they will kill you okay. for things like that. Like Thank you for clarifying. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, uh, total a, separation. What what is the right communication is fine. I mean that everybody knows what that means, I think. Social socially you are cut off completely. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Outcast. You are outcast from society in it, which blows my mind. The thing is is about divorce is it's now something that everyone can see. Or a tattoo everyone can see or if you smoke cigarettes everyone can see or if you smoke pot everyone can see or if you decide you know that you're going to do something else publicly mm-hmm. that everyone can see yeah. and you step out in bravery which we're going to talk about you know a christian artist who decided to come out and talk about being gay that was a decision to be honest with the population yeah which means now everyone can see mm-hmm. and when everyone can see we live in this culture where everyone gets to have an opinion and try to put you into their comfort box. And that's exactly what I feel like Christian society is doing right now is trying to shuffle all this information into these boxes so that they can keep their flock protected. And I think they're trying to do it for the right reasons, but inevitably, it, I think it really ostracizes so many people mm-hmm. from hearing a true message about how God accepts you where you are at and has no expectation of you turning into something different. Right. God didn't save me after I got my act together. It was already done. I right. just had to kind of, I kind of came to this place. Where I was like, Oh, right. Cool. You're not the one guilting me. My community is the one guilty. Right. Me. Yeah. You just want me to follow you. And I will tell and there you, there are changes that happen when you follow him. That's exactly my point. There are certain things that I don't do now that I used to do before that I felt called to the carpet on. And there are some things 
that I want to do still to this day, like smoke cigarettes. I still like smoking cigarettes. Why? It's disgusting. <laughs> but there's something about it. Right? Yeah. But it's like body's a temple. I'll, body's I'll a temple. I'll take your word body's for a it. temple. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like there is a different level of respect that has come with me being alive on this planet and feeling like I've got a purpose and all this, you know, mm-hmm. divine thought process that, that happens. But ultimately, I think what it comes down to is when you choose to listen or watch or see anything in this culture, it, which we now have access to the Internet. So much. You know. Everything. Yeah. Like well, if we wanted to talk about it, like your children, you just letting them on the Internet or having a smartphone is giving them an opportunity to stumble. If you really wanted to be honest, you know what I'm saying? In this oh, sure. Culture, Absolutely. Um, it's just preparing each other to have awkward real conversations where we may disagree at the end of it and that's what no label safe is all about is we're not going to come up with some perfect solution it's just going to be because we're finite human beings who don't have all the answers but let's just dialogue about it let's dialogue about it let's learn you know there's things that we've dialogued about before and no longer no label safe that uh i have changed my mind on you know i'm a human i can do that (laughs) And I love opening up these topics, and I love that music kind of started it today. So, if you guys can you listen to this song for me? Yeah, if you guys have any thoughts, we're going to listen to a little bit of a song here, um, and we're going to read over some of the comments from the live show. So, if you guys have anything that you, I honestly would like to bring up, I honestly cried during this song, and I I know that that's different for different people. No, 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 no. okay. I don't think it's a crying song. I'll be okay. But I was just like, wow. I just the way he pours out his heart here, and we're going to listen all the way through the second verse. All right. So, but I, I do want you to hear this. So, check this out. Uh, the song's called Blessings. It's from Chance the Rapper's latest album called Coloring Book. I'm gonna praise him, praise him till I'm gone. I'm gonna praise him, praise him till I'm gone. When the places go up. And by the way, we can talk during this as well. I mean, it is an NMD, when so. The praises go up. The blessings come down. I'm not going to want to talk it during seems the, like the verses, though. Falling in my lap. So great to listen to. It seems like blessings keep falling in my lap. I don't make songs for free. I make them for freedom. Don't believe in kings. Believe in the kingdom. Chisel me into stone prayer. Whistle me into song air. Dying laughing with Krillin saying something about blonde hair. Jesus, black life ain't matter. I know I talked to his daddy. Say you the man of the house now. Look out for your family. He has ordered my steps. Gave me a sword with a crest. And gave Donnie a trump in case I get shortness of breath. praise him. Praise him till I'm gone. Don't be mad. I mean, you would think this was a Christian rapper, right? Like, I mean, from this song. They booked the nicest hotels on the 59th floor with the big wide windows with the suicide doors. Ain't no blood on my money. Ain't no Twitter in heaven. I know them drugs isn't close. Ain't no visit in heaven. I know the difference in blessings. 
getting worldly possessions like my ex-girl getting pregnant and her becoming my everything i'm at war with my wrongs i'm writing four different songs i never forged it or forfeited i'm a force to be reconciled they want four minute song you need a four hour praise dance performed every morn i'm feeling shortness of breath so nico grab you a horn hit jericho with the buzzer beater to end the quarter watch brick and mortar fall like dripping water uh. I don't know. It's just there's something really powerful about. I like how he's speaking. It's like yeah, he's yeah. not in a rush. Yeah, it's like he's having a conversation. He, he really is. His style. If we want to talk about his style for a second, his style really is almost kind of like spoken word rap. So it's almost like a combination of like beat poetry and hip hop, and there's some other influences in there. Uh, and the songs are very different. So I see why people love it musically. Like there's some really cool musical things going on. But man, I was listening to that song and just him talking about you know. Um, you know, the idea that he's he's still figuring things out and he's trying, you know, trying to figure out, uh, you know, the meaning of his life and, you know, what it means that God has given this to him and these blessings and, and different things like that. I, I was really moved. So I just I was really struck by that. And then to hear that and then think about him and his life and what he's going through and 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 then to hear uh, like um, former Christian artist Nikki Leonte was on America's Got Talent. Um, I think we have a clip of that, too. Why don't you play that? And how did this all come about? Well, we've had the failed record deals and the things. When did you have the record deal? I was a Christian artist, and I ended up getting pregnant and being a a teen mom within that. So they kicked me out of the industry, pretty much. I mean, isn't that just, it's like, oh, good, more bad press. Right. (laughs) You know, here is a woman who has a beautiful talent, and she gets pregnant. And she is ostracized by her community because Mm -hmm. it's a dirty thing to have to deal with. You messed up. And the best thing for you is for us to just put you over here where you don't talk to us anymore and you don't challenge our faith and you don't Mm -hmm. challenge our beliefs because, you know, and I'm just going to get straight here because Jesus wouldn't take you in. Right. So why should we? Which is not true. <laughs> Let me just make sure that you hear me correctly. That is not what Jesus would do. <laughs> and there are, but see, here's where the conversation happens, right? Because there are different motivations and purposes that you have to take into account. So if you are the owner of a Christian record label and one of your artists gets pregnant without being married before they're married, you know, one of your young artists in this very situation. You're not only thinking about God's love for that person personally, like loving that person personally. You're thinking about uh, financial business decisions. You know, uh, you're, you're thinking, like, oh, you're gonna smear, you're gonna smear our our good name. You, or you're thinking about what, uh, like you talked about earlier, your flock. But you know, what are they what gonna think about the people who do appreciate that you stand up for somebody who needs to have a community to rally around? Because mm. it's not just about her any longer. It's about her and her kid. Who, by the way was her, her husband, and the kid Mm -hmm. singing beautifully together, all of them in gorgeous harmony. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, I do want to say something real quickly, though. Some of this is, it is culture in a way, too, Mm -hmm. whether Christian or not Christian. A lot of old ways of thinking. Mm -hmm. And times change and perspective changes and things change. And I feel like there has been a shift in what we focus on as a community and what we focus on as a culture. It's shifting. You know, it's 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 much more about your heart intention and your ability to communicate that than it is about societal standards. I was thinking about um, I can't remember the name of the movie, um, but it's the it, it was one that 
we went to go see and it was about the uh it was, was it war room it was set no it was set um at a sound studio okay and uh the main guy had been kidnapped the main guy had uh, been kidnapped by the Russians or something. This main guy had been kidnapped Soviet by the Russians by, by communists at a sound studio. Yes. Okay, keep going. Um, I'm not with you yet. Okay, it was. It's a movie that we just watched this year. Okay. Ah, I can't believe you don't. That wasn't. I thought that was really good. Like I was giving you like really good sound studio. <sighs> Russians come in and kidnap him. <laughs> taken and taken two or hop it up in the chat. <laughs> taken three. So, no. wait, but go ahead and give me the the point of bringing up the movie. Anyway. The point is, is that in one of these scenes, you've got this guy who's Hail running Caesar. This, Thank you. Yes. Hail Caesar. Thank you, Deepak. Thank you. Um, Great movie. He, he goes over to this one particular soundstage and there's the, the Scarlett Johansson is playing one of the women who used to do all like the uh, synchronized swimming yeah, yeah, movies. Yeah. yeah. And so she's doing this whole scene then she gets out and then she smokes a cigarette. She's sitting down. She's talking and blah, blah, blah. And she's got this attitude. I loved it. Yeah. Come to find out she's pregnant. Mm -hmm. The solution from the studio is to create this ruse where, you know, it's all can be a cover up. So, so nobody knows that she's not pregnant or that she's pregnant out of wedlock. Exactly. So that is also part of, I mean, that was what in the fifties. Yeah. So the, the hiding of obvious sin or the hiding of whatever your version of sin might be, the hiding what, other people can easily judge as being go- mm-hmm. okay or not okay, bad, good, mm-hmm. evil, you know, whatever. That seems to be just part of what has been in our culture for a really long time, probably for longer than I can, probably from the beginning, you know, where yeah. you don't want somebody else to see what you're going through because you want to go through it on your own. But then eventually, you know, other people get involved because you're in a community. Yeah. And the hope is that you live in a community where... If I got pregnant out of wedlock w- uh, in an affair mm-hmm. that I would be accepted by com- my community right. and they'd be like, well, that wasn't great, Danae, but how do we move forward? Let's assess the damage, you know. And there's a difference between. Is it impossible to think that this kind of world exists? You know, uh, no, I don't think so. It's not impossible to think it exists. You know, there's just there's I think where a lot of people draw the line is. What they would say is you can love the person and there are still consequences for the actions. What I'm trying to have a deeper conversation about is our is it our responsibility to exact that to exact those consequences? Like in what is our responsibility when you think of we've already mentioned him, but you think See, of the guy from Everyday Sunday who comes out of the closet as a homosexual right. and says and, and not only comes out of the closet because I think the Christian community would react different if he came out and said Oh, I, you know, I have these tendencies, but I'm deciding to be celibate or I'm deciding not to act on them because I think it's wrong and it's sinful. But no, he, in his article, he says, I'm coming out of the closet because I don't believe when I read the Bible that, you know, that God says that this is a a sinful act. I'm telling you, I'm okay with who I am. And that makes Christians very uncomfortable. Can I ask you a question? And maybe this is like a really dangerous question. Well, I love dangerous questions. This is really going to show... In gen- I'm on my own journey and understanding God and the complexity. Imagine yeah. that. But can we ever really understand God? No, we're not supposed to. Like, we can't. We're finite. But By the way, before you ask this question, I'm making the executive decision. This is a no-label safe episode. We will get to the to okay. the New Music Digest episode next week. <laughs> okay. Okay? okay. Okay. I have a question. Okay. 
Is there an unforgivable sin? Uh, the Bible speaks of an unpardonable sin. Okay. It, it talks about turning your back on God as the unpardonable sin. How I interpret that is the idea of when you deny God uh, and you turn your back on him, then obviously there's no forgiveness because you have stu- you have hardened your heart You've against him. You've been like, him. I'm out. Right. That's that's what the Bible says. But other than that, no. Okay. In, in my fact, the Bible's finite, very clear that there are, you know, everything is, is in, covered. In my finite human brain. Uh-huh. It's not like, it's like, hey, everything's covered. Go out and... Do whatever you want. Do which the Bible despicable. also talks about very clearly. Yeah. 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 You, you're going to be held accountable for your actions. Right. But the complexities of your actions and what you're doing in your life cannot be fathomed, cannot be comprehended by another human being or a human counsel. Like we have laws in our society. So like if somebody murders somebody, then they go to trial and, you know, like we try to say these are things that are wrong in our society. But then you go over in other, you know, communities and other cultures, their rules are different, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's like there's a cultural thing too. And I'm just thankful every day that I believe that God is able to see my heart, my intention. And he's the one, like I'm living for him. I'm living for one person, one I really want people to like me a lot. Like I really do. <laughs> I know. I know. It gets tough. And especially with what we do when we are public, you know, we are in front of a lot of people and, you know, to think of in my own life, the things, you know, if, if people knew that they wouldn't accept me or, you know, those kind of things is, is a difficult thing. It's very difficult. So it really is. I'm sorry. I'm just like, no, no, no. It's okay. It's deep. Thinking about like our culture is so huge, you know, it's global. Just to think at any moment, somebody could turn their eye to one person and then just zoom in on their life and then begin to identify all of the things that discount them from being loved. It's just awful. Yeah. And to think that, there are people who claim to be serving a God of love and they're doing this to each other. Like I have to believe they're doing it because they think they're helping, you Mm -hmm. know, they think that they're trying to like, you know, get somebody right so that they can be in heaven someday, you know, but I just want them to be able to have the kind of conversations that I've had with my friends and my group of influence who have gone to like the depths of like really hard stuff with me and still love me and we can move on from them even if it is something that's really obvious mm-hmm. like uh, like an affair that has a child or mm-hmm. something like that and i'm thankful that i have the friends in my life where they can call me up and talk about the horrible things happening in their world and they know that i'm not gonna like freak out and be like you need to go solve yourself before the lord you it's, know it's it, like w- how dare I'm not called to judge people. That's not why I'm here on this planet. And I don't think it's why any of us are here to and judge each other. That is exactly the the place I, I want to get to but as a human being. I do too. And I, I don't like the idea that we need to have some sort of way of asking people to, what was earlier, you're just talking about like, um, like judging each other, like mm-hmm. seeing seeing them go through the act of, okay, now you've been tried and you've been convicted, and so now mm-hmm. we're satisfied as a as a yeah 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 the whole trial part. You've paid your you've paid your dues. The publicness and, of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Here's your penance. Like who decides? You know who needs to kind of go through that. Uh, I think that there is some sort of morbidity to it, where 
we want to see someone hurt. Like, listen, I'm over a lot of the stuff I've been through in my life. I'm over it. I've been through it. But there is something about people just want to know you still hurt because of it. You know, they, they mm. want to know. They forget, like, it's okay that Grace covered that. It's okay that I'm moving on. It's okay. Yeah. I don't have to go back through this over and over again. You don't have to be okay with what I've been through. Right. I'm sorry if my actions or if my life hurts your feelings or challenges you, but that's not on me. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I just, I, I don't want to get to this place as a culture where we just have to kind of stay in this sort of loop of constantly talking about what somebody else, it's like, I don't care what somebody else is doing. Like, good for you that you want to live your life to the fullest and express. And if you are a Christian and you're aligning with God and you're doing your very best, good for you. Yeah. If that means that you're judging other people, still good for you. Tweak it a little bit, maybe, <laughs> you know, but that's me judging them. Right. It's such a tricky, tricky thing. It is. It Sorry, is, I just got like, be... super emotional. Oh, no, it's it's a deep thing. These. That's why I was crying while I was listening to the song, Danae. I'm telling you, these are deep things when you think about, I'm thinking about this man, Chance, and I'm thinking about him being a Christian and obviously, you know, connected to his creator in a very deep way, but living a life different, I shouldn't even say living a life, you know, I should just say saying words and talking about things that a lot of Christians wouldn't understand um, or, you know, wouldn't approve of. And then I'm thinking of Nikki Leonti, or I think it's Edgar now, you know, Nikki Edgar and the Edgar family and, you know, what she went through. And I'm thinking of the guy from Everyday Sunday. Yeah. It's all it's all piling on top of me today. Like, it's all been in this last week. Yeah, and then week. you have this stuff happening in Orlando. Yeah. You know, where you've got people who are deciding that in order to counteract, you know, this great evil in the world, they're going to go murder people with another a great evil against. Which, by the way, if I remember correctly... Just even thinking about harming somebody else is just the same as harming them. Like God looks at the intention of your heart. Mm -hmm. If you are in your secret space inside your body being hateful towards people, it's the same thing. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like just because somebody else put like a swastika on their head Mm -hmm. to say that they hate race or whatever, Mm -hmm. but you keep it inside, it's the same thing. He sees it. Yeah. You know, we cannot perceive the complexity of judgment. What we can do, and it kind of is brought up in chat a little bit, if you realize that you're judging other people and that you need to let it go, it's okay to heal and let it go. You know, I think we just need to leave this culture of trying to hurt each other to, for the greater, you know, for the greater good. Mm-hmm. But I, I do, I do hope that I continue to find the beautiful people in life, whether Christian or not Christian. Um, who are just trying their best to love people, even if they're doing so with expectations mm-hmm. of change. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And to remember, uh, I don't know that it's our question to ask, can you do that thing or say that thing and still be a Christian? I don't know that that's my, my role is not to decide I, whether Chance the Rapper is a Christian. It's, I, I, I haven't been given that, that, you know, my role is to listen to what he's saying and resonate with it as truth or not truth and to well, live my life according okay. to the journey that I feel like my creator is taking me on, you know? Or is Trump a Christian? Yeah. You know, here's, let's shift gears into that way. To the political thing. You know, going into, if anybody says I'm a Christian, y- you know, have and you're really curious what that means for that person and you can have a conversation with them about it. If that if that helps Well conversations are great. Conversations and dialogue are, are different than judgment, you know? Like I just 
that's what we've based the whole no label safe thing on is having conversations without judgment, you know, to be able to just sit and talk about who you are and what you believe and not try to convince you that you're wrong. I think, uh, but just to say what we believe when it came down to it and I became a Christian, I was like, what does that mean? Because I've lived in cliche Christian conversations my entire life. Mm -hmm. My entire childhood has, you know, yielded a deep understanding of the language called Christianese. Like I can speak Mm -hmm. it fluently. If I need to, you know, mm-hmm. especially AG Christianese Bible Belt. Uh huh. <laughs> AG would be Assemblies of God. Mm-hmm. I have the same thing, Nazarene. Right. So we can easily like move into those kinds of ways of communicating, but it's not my favorite. My favorite is just my way of communicating, which is a combination of communicating in all of the ways that I've been shown and taught and experienced through the relationships in my life, large portion not by Christians. Mm-hmm. But like when I became a Christian, For me, it was when I believed Jesus being the son of God. That was like, that's why I say I'm a Christian, because I think that's 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 the the defining factor. That's the the distinguishing (laughs) factor. Yes. Yeah. Like I'm not the Christ. Yes. Yes, That's the Christ and Christian. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a really interesting conversation to have with people, especially, you know, when you when you go about it from trying to explain that you believe that god was on the earth for a minute Mm -hmm. in a human form yeah and they're like you know possession style i'm like no (laughs) i mean maybe a little bit i don't know you know that stuff is really fun for me because it really highlights the fact that i don't entirely understand everything but i had a sequence of experiences that led me to the choice that i have and i haven't left that choice yet i haven't because it's still a choice i have a choice every single day Uh you know how to believe I don't like being lumped in with the stuff that I see. I don't yeah. like being lumped in with the judgmentalness. I don't like I don't like that part of mm-hmm. it. But I kind of want to just stick it out in the long run and give people a place, no matter what your background or no matter who you are right now or no matter what you're struggling with, to exist. Yeah. And that's kind of like my goal. And I can't and find I truth. cannot believe that I first wound up in Christian radio, didn't see that coming. <laughs> Second, do this podcast with you where we can have the freedom to have these kinds of conversations, Mm -hmm. you know, and then to be able to try to establish a kind of community Mm -hmm. where people know that they can come and hang out, whether in person or, you know, show wise that there's a place for us to kind of be and not necessarily have to worry about everything. And I do want to say there are times when I do feel the pressure of wanting to make sure that the person I'm talking to one-on-one or whatever knows that God loves them. Mm-hmm. But it's it's not all the time. I don't feel like I'm supposed to be like some kind of evangel. Right. And I feel like sometimes we're forced in like our Christian culture to like go out and just like bring the people in, you know, mm-hmm. but they come in. God reaches them the way that he's supposed to reach them. You right. know, they come yeah, in. Yeah, no, no, that's true. And when I say come in, I mean, they, Come into some kind of a revelation and understanding of like, oh, he loves me like I am, you know, and if if you're oh, he's real or right or whatever, you know, like that's their journey. Exactly. Their creator. And when you make an assumption about where they're at in their journey without checking in with them and being ready, then you're trying to quicken that journey and rush them through a revelation, which I thankfully fought for my right to have my own journey. And my parents. Thank you, God. They backed off. And let me live my own life because the things that I have come to an understanding and a revelation on, I am solid. Like mm-hmm. I feel really strong about it because like it's well, something that was very personal. Yeah. It's your journey. It's it your wasn't relationship. something that was just being, 
you know, taught to me and that I just, you know, I really, really came to it. Mm-hmm. And I want everyone to have an experience like that where they are loved by someone. And oftentimes that comes from seeing it in a relationship with another human being. And if there are human beings on this planet who are exhibiting unconditional love and acceptance and grace to be themselves, I'm thankful for them. And I don't, I, right now, I just, I, I, on, right now in this time, I don't care who they are. Mm-hmm. I don't care if if they check Christian or Muslim or whatever on the box, if they're influencing people in their lives so that they can feel God's love. I am so thankful for them. Well, there's and there's, you know, if you, if you go to Scripture's truth, which, you know, I do, uh, there's there's Bible verses on that, too. You know, uh, Bible verses that say specifically, um, what does it matter what somebody's life is if they're, you know, if they're, I think it says if they're preaching Jesus, you know, or something like that. Uh, all that matters is that he is preached. And the idea being truth is truth no matter who says it. So it's not only not up to us to decide if somebody is worthy, like, you know, Nikki Leonti or Chance or this guy from Everyday Sunday of speaking truth or, you know, singing songs about their creator. Not only is it not our job to know if they're worthy, uh, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> it doesn't even matter if truth is getting spoken then that's the important thing. If if somebody is connected to truth, then... Okay, if you... <laughs> when I read biblical text, I get really funny imaging sometimes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, like super goofy, because I have a super hyper imagination. Uh-huh. And there's this part that's like, if no one spoke about God's truth... The then, rocks would cry then out. the rocks would cry out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> And like in my mind. Well, he even said that in, in the song that we listened to. It's like Fraggle Rock or something, yeah, yeah. you know, where they like open up mouths and like, whoa, you know, or like Ludo from Labyrinth, you know, <laughs> calling to the rocks. It's, you know, it's, yeah. I think that God's truth finds its way to be known because he wants to be known. If he, if God wanted to be hidden, if you craves be, a relationship, if you with believe us. Yeah. in God, first of all, if you believe in God, it's, it's very evident he doesn't want to hide himself. And I say the word he because that's just, mm-hmm. I've yes, always, we get I've always we have to speak in it. our own language always, and we, yeah, yeah. we apply a gender because of yeah his personhood. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just interesting to me, like wants to be found. God wants to be known. God wants to like excite you. There's like a fun, there's a really fun part to being alive. It's super fun. Like, you have this uh, one day you feel like, oh, you know, maybe I want to do this. And then the next day someone mentions it in a random conversation. It's like a little puzzle. You know, life is just this interesting. And when you're awake and you're alive, it's because you've been given the freedom to be awake and alive. I, in my life, am super blessed that my family let me be awake and alive in my life without fear of being judged. It came from my mom and my dad and my brother, my, in my innermost family protecting me. The church at large eh, they did a pretty bad job. Uh, some of the people in the leadership said things to me that I cannot yet let go. Like, and I'm 35. I probably should be letting go. Something that my youth pastor said when I was like right before I left the church. It was like youth pastor said something. and I'm like, I'm out. I don't want to be out. I don't want to be around you people anymore. You mm-hmm. know, now I realize it's that's the loud voices. That's that that harder mm. judgment voice. You hear that when you're younger growing up. The hope is that you can kind of find that fun place where you want to be awake and alive. You have had enough experience of having good relationships in your life that you can be free to kind of, I don't know, like 
put your head up a little bit and look around and start dreaming a little bit. And I feel like God loves that because it's just like, hey, let's have some fun together. That purpose that you think that you're made for, it's true. Let me see what we can do with that. Let's try this. Let's try this, you know? And then we're just, we're trying to be good to each other until our last breath. And I think that's what holds out against the darkness is that resilience to always try. But there are so many wounded people who can't even open up because they've, they've been hurt so much. They're not born into that same life. They're born into different lives. I don't understand why God does that stuff. I don't understand how some person can be born into a family and not wanted their entire life and abused and neglected and all these terrible things. You know, I don't understand all that stuff. And it really irritates me that I don't because I wish (laughs) I knew why, you know. Um, But I do believe that there can be a breakthrough, that people can break through those grievances and then we can all come into a place where we can just be awake, alive, and truly wish well for each other. Wow. I think for me, it comes down to, we got to start living so much more uh, vertical and so much less horizontal. And we look at each other and what each other are doing and saying so much more than we should. And look, if if you have to be a perfect person to create art or create things that speak to truth in a way that's valuable, then throw all our stuff away because, you know, I mean, we're just two regular human beings yeah. who have our own flaws, have our own things. Uh, and, and sometimes you know, we're and willing our, to talk about them. And are sometimes willing to talk <laughs> talk about them. But the point is, it, truth is truth whether I mess up or not. You know, truth is truth whether Chance the Rapper drops an F-bomb or not. You know what I mean? Like, and that's, you know, that's, those are the deep thoughts that I'm having. I'm listening to a podcast that leads me to a, you know, yeah. an album. Well, you're listening and... to a podcast from people that would never have even said that they were open no. to religion or God. No, and he's saying, you know, man, I got to go, look into this Christianity thing. It sounds pretty amazing. <laughs> it's like, that's kind of the reaction we're supposed to have, I you think, know? I think we've come on this like pendulum swing. Do you know the concept of the pendulum, pendulum swing? The pendulum swing is where, you know, you, you take the pendulum, which is in the middle, and you draw it over to one side, and then you let go, and it swings all the way over to the other side, mm-hmm. and then eventually it kind of finds its homeostasis in the middle um true to life if your body for example is so out of balance it's all the way over on one side or all the way over on the other side the body cannot survive it has to be balanced Mm -hmm. in all forms to to live for you to live physically in your body but the same emotional and the same in life we're trying to like you know find that balance and there is that moment in an initial pendulum swing where it's just it's one extreme to the other and then we even out and i feel like if we were to look back in biblical history and look at these people that we just idolize as being such perfect people, you know, that they are just as gritty and just... But the Bible doesn't pull any punches on it. It really doesn't. <laughs> uh, these are not great people. And yet we talk about them and we reference them and we, we forgive them. We forgive those guys because they've already gone done and died. They did their mm-hmm. thing. They ran their race. Oh we man, got to so judge true. them from the beginning to the end. That's true. So then, but we don't we're take, not... We don't take Psalms out of the Bible. No. <laughs> No, but we're, we're, we're completely just dismissing entire groups of people and entire congregations and entire yeah. other groups because they don't fit in with your mold of what a good person looks like. Mm. And I want to challenge that. I feel like the pendulum swing is from one extreme to the other. And I hope that we're kind of right in that middle spot now where we as Christians can kind of go, oh, we just tried to bleach out all the dirty stuff. But bleaching out stuff isn't good. Well, it's not our we, job. It's not our job. Mm-hmm. We're not intended to be pure white snow. That's not the point of living life. Life is dirty. It's gross. 
It's funky. And if we don't talk about the deep stuff, then we're in for a world of hurt for a long time. But if we can come to the place where we can have these kinds of conversations in our groups and in our relationships, then I think that we're going to be okay. Yeah. I think we're going to find our balance. I think so too. And if not, I'm going to do my best until somebody fires me, I guess. (laughs) There's still a really good chance someday I'll get fired for being myself. I think we all live with that for sure. I've quit my jobs before for being myself, but like, this isn't aligned with my purpose. Out. <laughs> I've been there too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I quit from Target because it didn't align with. Well, with that's it. totally understandable. I just, I'm not a khaki and red person. Like it just did not khaki. look good on me. Ugh. Yeah. Khaki yeah, pants, I can understand red that. shirt. I did not align with my principles. I want to say thanks to those who were with us for the live taping of the show. Thank you guys for bearing with this uh, new music digest that turned into a no longer safe, no label safe uh, conversation. Yeah. We appreciate that you uh, rolled this through. We'll do a new music digest next week. Yeah, we'll get to the music. Chef BDG uh, prepared a great musical meal for us. We're excited to get to it. And we will (laughs) do so next week. We'll eat it. Um, I, I I do want to say... To those who are with us in the live chat today, your conversations and your your comments, super encouraging. I really do love this community. And for those of you who are listening later, uh, you can always go back and read those comments if you would like to. You can log into Mixler and just go to our Shoe the Dough page on Mixler. You yeah, can if you see subscribe the to the podcast there. and you want to see the live stuff, it's available. Uh, in, in the chat, there are people who ascribe to all kinds of religion, and we're all love that. in a community together. I, that's been part of, of what we have wanted to do from the beginning, is to be a place for open conversation between be- people who believe a whole bunch of different things. Just because we're Christians doesn't mean we can't have conversations with all types of people about all types of things. But ultimately, have- it's us showing that we can do it. We can walk the walk, and we can talk the talk. Aaron and I on a regular basis say that we're open to having conversations and communication. And this is an example of that. So thank you guys for sticking with us, especially my emotion. I do not normally get emotional. <laughs> and I guess super I think it's emotional. the second time on the podcast you've cried. Oh, I hate it so the, much. You know, the other time. Yeah. The it was when we were a, talking about my aunt. Yeah. It was when we are talking about homosexuality and your family members. So yeah, yeah. it happens. I just care. I Imagine guess. that. Shame on you. Thanks so much for shooting the dough with us today. I want to be a robot. Part of the Shoe the Dough podcast network. You can find out more about other live and later shows on the network by following the feed at mixler.com slash shoe the dough. Oh, no. I am leaking oil. And find out more about Aaron and Danae. That's us at aaronanddanae.com. Uh, huge thanks to Admiral Akbar for doing today's <laughs> intro. Woo-hoo! Also, uh, Chris Tilly for composing the intro and outro music. Also, production assistance on today's episode from Caleb Bunn. Of course, much love and gratitude to our Patreon supporters who are giving monthly to make this show and others on the network possible. Support starts at a buck a month, comes with some pretty fun perks. A couple fun things. You can check out the Shoe the Dough podcast feed for all of the episodes, including the original podcast launch in 2012. We would love for you to take a listen to them. You might want to listen to them if you haven't before because, uh, well, stuff. <laughs> I can't tell you yet. You can go back and listen to all those episodes. Also, if you want to hear uh, the fun, exclusive pre and post show, those are only available on Mixler. Yeah, we kind of say hi and hang out with everybody who's listening live. It's super so. fun. So if you really like an episode and you want to hear what happened just before the podcast started and just after it ended, you can listen to all of that at Mixler. That's at Mixler. M-I-X-L-R. Uh, and if you want to support, it's patreon.com slash Aaron and Danae. 
Uh, all feedback welcome at Aaron and Danae at gmail.com. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.